This is weather and climate chat with your hosts, campus weather gurus Monsoon Mike Reggs and Department of Geography Professor Dr. Michael Davis. Discussing past, present, and future weather, along with climate topics of the day. It's weather and climate chat here on the radio voice of Kutztown University KUR with myself, Monsoon Mike, and Department of Geography Professor Dr. Michael Davis. Dr. Davis, it's been a while. July 21st, according to my records, is the last one we recorded. And prior to that, December 10th. Now, keep in mind, when we started this podcast a couple of years ago, our goal was like every week. And obviously, that has not happened <laughs> anywhere, anywhere close. But that's good because it proves we're busy. So uh, how's your semester been going? Semester's been going well so far in terms of the course load, but you saw the work piling up, but eh, it happens. It happens. Well, we've got a lot to talk about today and we'll try to like not ramble too much and try to like work this into a nice compact package of about 15 or so minutes. Uh, We haven't been together since, uh, like I said, July 21st. Summer wound up being a pretty darn hot one, at least the second half. The first half was, was not so bad. Second half was pretty, pretty hot. Um, but um, uh, we rolled in, in September. First half of September was on the mild side as well. But it was interesting. My son pointed this out. He's like, I've never seen a year where it actually did uh, kind of jive with the uh, astronomical seasons. I think it was September. If I look back at my records, it was right around September 21st, right around the start of fall that we had that pattern change. And since then, and you know me, the lover of cool weather, we actually had a really nice first half and actually most of October so far with temperatures at or below normal. So, And some places have gotten some snow flurries. Yeah, it, it was a fantastic October so far. Um, now it is, we, we are in a slightly milder spell and we could hit some low seventies this week, but, um, back on September 21st, if you would have told me that we wouldn't see another 80 degree, uh, probably this year, I would have said, yeah, right. I'm sure once we get into October, it'll be 85 degrees again, but it, it never happened. So I was happy. Um, and I don't know if this, 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 uh, fact is true, uh, cause I didn't see the national weather service confirm it. Uh, and I always trust them the most, but I, I do follow trusted meteorologists. Um, but uh, Nick Pittman out of uh, South Jersey is a meteorologist uh, down there. Uh, again, I haven't confirmed this with the National Weather Service, but I, I no reason that he would lie because he's a good meteorologist. Uh, he claims that this, at least in South Jersey, and I would assume near nearby here is not too far off from this, that this was the coolest October since 1988. So whether that's true or not, I don't know, but Obviously, this was a cool October. And something else I noticed, because you know I like weather history, if you know about 1988, the summer of 88 was extremely brutally hot. And then we had a very cool October of 88. So a mm, little bit of uh, correlation here between 1988 and, and 2022. What do, you, what, what, do you, what do you attribute to this slightly cooler than average October, Dr. Davis? So it's just been the waviness pretty much in the jet stream. We've had these big outbreaks of been coming down these probably amplified troughs coming in the eastern coast giving us a cooler shots of air every now and then but just right after we get the ridge to come in and we go back to being somewhat warm yeah and we are back to but i'm not complaining too much because low 70s not horrible um i just don't want to see any more 80s and the fact that we haven't seen any since september i'm i don't want to ruin that nice streak um something else we do have to talk about uh, that happened kind of during that whole transition period 
was a little hurricane named Ian that unfortunately uh, caused a lot of devastation in southwestern Florida. Um, category four, very close to category five. Um, but I think he was just a mile per hour below cat yeah. five or very, very close. So you're splitting hairs there. You might as well treat it like a cat five. Right, exactly. Uh, and a lot of those areas still um, in bad shape. And the same location that Hurricane Charlie went on shore in 2004. Yeah. As I, a category four. I remember Charlie. Yeah. Although I remember I, Charlie too. I think that, again, I haven't seen the, the damage estimate numbers or anything, but I think Ian has caused a little bit more devastation even than, than, than Charlie, I believe. I Charlie is be- very compact. Yeah. Charlie was a like, very compact storm. Like just the southern half of Florida as opposed to Ian, which uh, was pretty much the whole eastern seaboard because we were getting Ian for several days when okay. the circulation was like Virginia, North Carolina, something like that. Yeah, if anybody remembers that very dreary stretch that we had the first like five, six days of October, uh, that was Ian just basically sitting there and spinning its wheels for days and days off of Virginia. Yeah, um, we had some good rain from that, mm-hmm. too, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, that was pretty much the extent of what we saw from Ian. Yeah, um, I think I told you that I am a uh, Kokoraz observer. Um, uh, the uh, uh, rainfall network uh, that uh, volunteer rainfall network. And uh, let's see back on. Yeah. I recorded 0.24 on the first 0.37 on the second 0.21 on the third 0.20 on the fourth 2.92. That was the big one on the fifth 0.03 on the sixth. So that was like six days in a row there where we had measurable precipitation Um and that all added up to, I didn't actually add, add all those up, but that added up to, you know, over three, four, some areas, five, six inches. So yeah, we, we helped make up for that little rainfall deficit that we had over the summer for sure. And the other thing too, since we're talking about climate, you know, it's approaching the 10th anniversary of Sandy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, later yeah. this week, later this week, 10th anniversary of Sandy. And uh, yeah, that was uh Fortunately, we haven't had anything like that on the East Coast uh, that bad since then. But um, it's been, uh, yeah, that was that was definitely interesting. And th- those couple of years, those early 2010s were interesting, because if you remember the year prior to that was that fluke pre-Halloween snowstorm right around the same time, like if not even not if not the same day, like one or two days off from that. So <laughs> and then there was Irene that came through, yep. too. So this time of year is very uh a weird time. It can be a very weird, active time of year. Um, and I'm just going to tell, throw it out here too. The I names for tropical systems know, always seem this. to we've influence us. Yes, we've talked about this. And I don't last know. year it was Ida, which mm-hmm. produced all that flooding down toward Philadelphia. The year before that, it was Isaias, which gave us all that flooding. Then we had Irene. And then wanna, Ian wanna, gave us this heavy rain too. I want to say there was a storm like in the early 2000s that was an eye as well. Um, Isabel's one that comes to mind. But I think that's more North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, that did it really. Well, there was a hurricane Isidore in 2002, 2002. It looked like it gave us some rain, uh, but not, not a huge amount. Uh, no, Isidore gave us a fair amount of rain. Looks like we had one to three inches of rain 
September 20th through 29th was the life of Isidore in 2002. So yeah, I mean, those, those eye storms, uh, for whatever weird reason, <laughs> tend to affect us. Yeah, I'm going to quickly look up what the next eye storm name is <laughs> for yeah. next year. <laughs> yeah. Like, be prepared for this one. And we can be prepared for that, what it's going to be for next year, yeah. Idalia. Okay. Just look out for Idalia next year. We'll, we'll see where, where that goes. But um, yeah, other than that, hurricane season, I, and we can all also talk about this. It was uh, prior to uh, Ian, uh, it was a very generally pretty quiet hurricane season. It, it got off to a fairly quick start, but then I think we went for, again, we went, we and my weather history stuff. I think we went for like the longest stretch with no name storm in quite a few years. I think like since the early nineties or something. Um, and, and one of the things that I heard was possibly the cause of that. Again, I, I heard, I didn't hear this direct from the national weather service. I heard this from one of those other fringe meteorologists, but again, no reason that they would lie. Um, was apparently, see, maybe you can confirm or deny this, dust, dust from like uh, Africa uh, tended to put a cap on the formation of hurricanes. Typically, if you get uh, strong winds coming off the Western African coast, they're blowing the hot air or the dry air or just the dust and sand from the Sahara, that's going to inhibit any sort of convective development. So yes, you do get... Um, suppression of tropical cyclone activity with these winds coming off the West African coast. Okay. That does happen. So that was right. Okay. Well, definitely Uh, hurricane season seemed to me very similar to the 92 hurricane season when it was all quiet. Nothing happened. And then to come like late August. Yeah. That's when Andrew came through and Ian was pretty much the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And that might have, I said early 90s. That might have been the year I was thinking of, 92. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah, so then we had that. I mean, hurricane season still does have a little bit of life left to it. And hurricane season is not officially over until what? November 30th, I believe. Yeah, the end of November. End of November. So, you know, it still could be uh, some some stuff to watch for. Uh, I periodically, checked. we might get something in December, too. Oh, yeah. Um, it's the- not out of the question, but. The hurricane season officially ends the end of November. Right. So I'm just looking at the uh, National Hurricane uh, Center website right now. And um, yeah, nothing really out there except one little lonely disturbance out in the middle of uh, uh, Central Atlantic, uh, not terribly far from Bermuda, 150 miles east, southeast of Bermuda. Uh, possibly 40% chance of some kind of cyclone formation. But other than that, quiet and we'll see if we can keep it that way um so yeah uh, so the other thing too is i haven't heard of many reports of tornadoes in pa this year either yeah I, it was a fairly benign severe weather season in our area um it was a fairly benign other than hot <laughs> for the for the second half of summer we really didn't have much of any of us so uh but fortunately it's a little more active now that we're in in, in fall and not not quite as boring uh how will that equate to um coming months of course this is around that crazy time of year that everybody starts what's your winter outlook how bad is it going to be uh and uh seasonal temperature outlook the weather service is out the climate prediction center is out with their their forecast, this is hot off the press as of four days ago, October 20th, maybe slightly encouraging for snow fans. Usually we're past couple of years, we've been kind of deep in the uh, 
oranges and reds, but this year we're kind of like right on the border of equal chances to maybe slightly above average uh, temperature wise. Um, so, and, maybe, and you have seen that La Nina looks like it's going to persist into next year. Right. And typically with a La Nina winter, it's usually colder in the Northeast. So we have equal chances or equal chances, basically, because we're kind of like right on that line there of temperatures and uh, seasonal precipitation outlook, uh, equal chances of, of, you know, above or below, or we're not really on either, either side of the coin there. So maybe a fairly average winter coming up. It's, uh, it's probably looking like what we saw last year with November, December, January being not too shabby mm-hmm. in terms of cold air. And then all of a sudden, like late January, early February, that's when the cold air comes and we get all the snow. Starts to settle in. Yeah. And then I've heard other people say, oh, it's going to be a front loaded winter with lots of cold to begin with and then warm up. I mean, everybody has their own analysis and I don't think really any of us know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, as you've probably seen on my weather on my weather page, Monsoon Mike's, I've kind of gotten out of the business of long range stuff because I've just seen too many long range forecasts busts pretty badly <laughs> in recent years. And when people ask me about winter yeah. forecasts, I, I don't really know. I mean, yeah. Anyone can say what's going to happen in the winter. And at this point, they can probably be right. AccuWeather thinks they know 90 days ahead of time, but we, we, we won't go but there. You, you, you and I <laughs> tried that out. and They were not too bad temperature. No, models. I mean, in all fairness, they really weren't that bad. I mean, we can have a little bit, bit of fun right now and see what they're forecasting for Christmas. Let me write this all down so we can <laughs> yeah. go back to it. But the weather conditions... They were wrong on that. And you would expect that. Yeah. But the temperatures, they were actually pretty good at. Okay. So let's see. Uh, how about we take Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. All right. We'll take, how about the end of the semester? And then we'll take Christmas Day. And how about New Year's Day? New Year's Day. All right. Fair enough. So Thanksgiving this year is November 24th. And November 24th uh, looks partly sunny with a high of 52 degrees, according to AccuWeather. Partly sunny. 52. That would actually be a little bit above normal, I think, for that time of year. Let's see. Normal for that time of year is 50. Okay. So, yeah, it'd be about two degrees above normal. If that's true. All right. So, then. Low uh, of what do we oh, have for the low? Let me go back to the low. The low is 32. 32. Yeah. Okay. And then the 17th of December. Uh, we should also mention if maybe we should also do this as well that they're they're calling for our first bout of frozen precipitation of some sort on the 30th of November. That looks like ice. It has a little circle, so I think that's actually ice. Let me see what it says as I click on it. Uh, a bit of rain and sleet in the morning. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll go frozen precip of some sort. Yeah, frozen precipitation of some sort on the 30th. All right. We'll see how close that is to when we actually see our real first frozen precipitation of the year. Which and, reminds me, we'll have to make note of that. Yes. When, when it does happen, we have to get in touch and be like, okay, here's the first snow. December 17th, which would be graduation, is uh, partly sunny with a high of 37 and a low of 22. 37, 22. Christmas Day. Looks partly sunny again with a high of 40 with a low of 20. And then New Year's Day. Partly sunny with a high of 46, low of 32. 
46 sounds pretty lovely for yeah that's actually pretty that's actually a a little bit above normal i believe for that time of year but we should note here uh if you know (laughs) that if we go back to i noticed this when we were just kind of skimming through that um it looks like at least what AccuWeather says that the fair the first part of december would be kind of active weather wise because they've got that uh some kind of wintry mix on the first of december some kind of wintry mix on the 9th of December, some kind of wintry mix on the 10th of December, some kind of wintry mix on the 15th of December. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. They did fairly in all fairness to AccuWeather. They're good people and all. I'm not, we're not quite sure about this 90 day forecast that they've been doing the past few years. Temperature wise though, they were not disastrous when we checked them, but the, this thing where they try to like do a bit of snow and a little bit of rain on, you know, 35 to 70 days out, whatever that's, I don't know why they do that, but, but when we uh, also talked, it was like the summertime. And when we had that really intense heat that happened in August, it, they probably were not very close to that particular one. Finding the extreme right. uh, temperature that would have happened at that right. specific time. So good point. So it'll be interesting to see now that we're doing this for the cooler weather months. That was for the warmer weather months that we did it. Let's see how they do it with this stuff in the cooler weather months. And one of the things that meteorologists, climatologists, and atmospheric scientists in general like to do is do model verification to make sure your models are doing okay. Like, yeah, what seems to be the problem? So it's not like, like you said, we're picking on AccuWeather. It's no, just not at all. what needs to be improved. And right now we're getting the temperatures fairly well. I mean, I think you and I would both agree that. They did much better than we thought they were going to do yeah. in terms of temperature. It's just the conditions that are yeah. not so good. Right. So good point. Very good point. Um, but I guess you could also argue that the fact that there's, you know, I think it was what, about three or four years ago, they started this 90 day forecast. The fact that they're still doing it four years later to me implies that somebody at AccuWeather still thinks that this is worthwhile doing even despite the inaccuracies. So, all right, well, there you have it, folks. And we'll check in on those. Thank you for writing that down because you remember that when I wrote things down last time, it got lost in the mess on my desk and we never saw it again. So thank you. I put it on my desk and it's staring at me right now. Good. All right. So, uh, so yeah, so there you have it, folks. I mean, and we never really talked about just the the short range uh, just before we wrap things up today. Uh, It does look um, fairly... Uh, like I said, the next few days leaning on the cloudy and showery side as we have a weak low pressure that's going to kind of spin around and throw lots of clouds and in easterly flow over our area for the next few days. However, uh, warm, uh, looks like the weather service is going with about 70 for a high for the next few days. But then we have a, a cool front that swings through later this week and uh, brings us back to a little closer to uh, average, but no real major storms uh, to talk about in the foreseeable future. Um, looks like a fairly, other than this dreary stretch for the first few days of this week, uh, there's this dreary warm stretch for the first few days. And then we get back closer to normal Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with temperatures either side of 60 and partly sunny. So fairly nice. Fall and, and it looked like the GFS model was trying to spin up something with that tropical system disturbance around Bermuda. Oh yeah. 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 We should mention that as well too, that we were talking about and it. But it doesn't just, look like it moves very much. Yeah. It looks like it kind of just like floats around out there and eventually 
out to looks like a cold front somewhere around the first of November kind of pushes it out to sea. And then well, if we go really far out, <laughs> it looks pretty cold around the sixth or the seventh, but we're not, we're not banking on that at all. Makes, makes me think of that meme that I saw with the, uh, the car and the, like the uh, exit ramps of the highways and then says yep. GFS run for three hours out. And then to the off ramp, it says like GFS hour, 256 or 342 or whatever it is <laughs> the car just making a quick turn that way. absolutely absolutely well if you really want to do that 352 or what is this here uh 312, 312. <laughs> we could see some wet snow on the sixth but again that's the the, the 312 gsfs is about as reliable as you know throwing a dart at the wall at this point i will point out that yeah. oh gosh well, what storm was it Oh, I forget now, but uh, about a, several days or like a week before the storm was supposed to be getting close to the U.S., I was showing it to my students and the GFS model had it going right into New York City. And it did not hit us, obviously. So <laughs> that was a week out. And I was like, hey, of you course know, you always have those- before all this happens, yep. just know it's a week out. And you always have those irresponsible forecasters out there that latch onto one model run and then they they plaster it up there so that they can get hits on Facebook, you know. Yeah, I wanted to say it was Ian, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. It was Might one of like Earl or Fiona, I think. Yeah, I remember that. I, I remember that one particular run because I follow some of those weird guys just for the hell of it. And I saw them going with the New York City hurricane. And of course, people, that's the kind of nonsense that gets reshared and reshared and people. Exactly. It's it's actually very irresponsible. But yeah, if you're going to be a meteorologist, you want to convey information that, you know, will at least be somewhat accurate as opposed to going for shock type of factors. Right. And. For all our listeners out there, if you ever see a weather model that is predicting something a week out, don't buy it at all. Take it with a grain of salt. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So when you get things like 90-day forecasts, <laughs> it's the same way. We're, we're talking about not buying anything a week out, and then there's AccuWeather with their 90 days. But whatever, <laughs> more, power, <laughs> more power to them. Um, but, uh, at least they're not in those 90 day forecasts saying something crazy, like, you know, major storm on, you know, November 11th or something like that. They're at least they'll just say, you know, rain or something, but whatever that's, that's our thoughts on, uh, on long range. So I guess we'll wrap it up with that. Dr. Davis, it's been, before good we go, oh, go for it. I will say that I'm teaching weather analysis in the spring. Okay. And as part of my weather analysis course, I have my students uh, that have come in to KUR and given their forecasts. So for our listeners, you'll probably be hearing my students come next spring giving the weather forecasts. I'm excited. I love that. I look forward to it every year. And uh, next semester, we'll be here before you know it. We're already well past halfway on this semester. Uh, a month ago till Thanksgiving. And then after Thanksgiving, it's all Christmas from there. And then after Christmas, it's new semester. So it'll be here before you know it. All right, Dr. Davis, been great doing this. Uh, let's try to do another one of these at least before, I don't know, let, let, let's pledge to at least uh, get together before Thanksgiving. I think that's fair. We, we, we won't like say anything crazy. Like we'll do this again in a week because we know it's not going to happen. Well, let's say, but, let's but aim I'm for fe- Thanksgiving. 
but I'm thinking that we, for Thanksgiving, we should at least do something because that is going to be a heavy travel day and mm-hmm. our listeners that might want to know what the weather's looking like from here or us or wherever they might be going. And then another one that we probably should commit to is for commencement because there have been commencements in the past at KU that have been delayed or whatever because of weather. Anyway. All right, Dr. Davis, it was great chat with you. Uh, you, you didn't have anybody pop in your office. So we got through the whole thing in, in one yep. piece. Yep. So enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the slightly warmer weather and uh, enjoy autumn. It's the best time of year that we're pretty much in full peak now for colors. So I'm enjoying the colors. So indeed. Yep. All right. Good talking to you, Dr. Davis. Weather and Climate Chat is a production of Kutztown University Radio. Follow all Kutztown University Radio podcasts on Spotify.